Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you arrive during the season, it's not easy. This is quite the welcome in North London. It was a big challenge for me. And it looks like they pinched all three points. This type of situation make me uh, a bit angry. Surely not another twist. I was a bit scared before the game. Oh, and it's in! It's Harry Kane with the header! Look what it means to the new head coach. We needed to work very hard. Stephen Bergwijn! I don't believe it! They were going home with nothing. They leave with everything. Yes! It was the tough period. Oh, and he's curled it into the top corner. He's done it again! Important three points for us. And Lucas Moura! The fight for Champions League football is going to go right to the wire. At the end of the season, one point instead of zero point can change your life. Did you believe top four was possible? Yes. Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We hope you're keeping very, very safe and well. Thank you so much for joining us for the big match preview. Yes, a couple of days to go to the start of the Premier League season. I can tell you very, very excited to get it started all off again. It does feel like it's only just finished a week or so ago. So delighted to welcome back to The Last Word on Spurs. Joining me, I've got the brilliant Jason McGovern. Jace, love you back on. How are you? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Enjoying the garden again. The Agapanthus is going well. The Aces are fine. So we're, we're all set. I've got my two centre-backs there look, and uh, I'm ready for the show, mate. Fantastic. Love it. And also joining us, listen, he needs no introduction, transfer reporter, presenter, journalist, Sky Sports' very own. He was down, of course, at Hotspur Way today with the main man, Antonio Conte himself. We've got the brilliant Michael Bridge. Bridgie, loving you back on last one of Spurs. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Good to see you, boys. Yeah, all good. Looking forward to Saturday. Absolutely, absolutely. Bridget, Brid- Bridget's certainly. just back from a holiday, of course, in the States, where he went on holiday with the Arsenal for a week. <laughs> That's <laughs> it, James. Drop him right yeah. in it. Drop him yeah, right in it. Yeah, works, work, works, work, lads. Got to pay the he's, bill. His mate Edu and his mate Arteta <laughs> and all of that it was, it was astonishing to watch. Well, we're enjoying it now, most certainly, on All or Nothing, that's for sure. But, uh, guys, I'd say, want to dive in. It's been a chaotic, crazy summer for Spurs. Mike, uh, from the inside looking in, from the outside, uh, what have you made so far of Spurs' summer? Yeah, great. I mean, you know, very un-Spurs, isn't it, really? You know, Perisic 
is a Conte signing. I'm very, very excited about him. He speaks well in what he said the other day about only needing a couple of hours to decide to change his, you know, move his family from Italy to London. He, you know, success at Inter Milan to be a Tottenham player. I think they've upgraded the goalkeeper, um, Spence, Basuma. I think people kind of forget that now, what a great signing that was. If if that was done on deadline day, I think that there'd be a party, you know. So, and Richarlison, you know, so, you know, I've, I've said countless times on Sky and everything, Conte used to turn around and say, I've got no, I've got no bench. He'll have an option now, whether it's Kulusevski, Richarlison, you know, moving it around, you know, he's got options. So, Lenley, you know, I think the jury's, people think the jury's out, but I think he can... I think he'll be a good signing, good loan deal. So, and I don't think it's over yet. So let's, let's wait and see. But so far, six in, got to be very happy. Yeah, maybe I'll keep chatting, mate. Oh, he's back. He's back, yeah. He's back. Uh, Jace, for you, I mean, listen, we talk about pre-season for Tottenham, um, albeit it's not been too bad. You know, we won two, drawn one, lost one. What did you make of it overall in terms of pre-season? Our results, results, I'm, not, I'm never too fussed about. It's levels of performances, levels of fitness, I think we're probably, if I'm honest, I think we're probably still a little bit undercooked. But maybe that's a, a problem for most Premier League sides. I think ideally you'd want more than four. It only really felt like the last two were proper proper friendlies and you've still got to get a lot of the squad minutes in the leg. So there's still a lot of people that haven't got through 90 minutes and things like that. And so I think we are going in undercooked. But I think a lot of, a lot of the clubs will be undercooked in fairness. Uh, and it's, it's going to be a, a funny old season, isn't it? So... But the signings we've made, they, they appear to be the ones that Conte wanted. You can argue the, the Spence one or not. But uh, the rest of them, as Bridgie says, I think we've got options. Everyone's focused on a, an attacking midfielder, and I'm not so sure that we want one. We've we've always screamed, back the manager, back the manager, back the manager. And that appears to be what we've done. And, you know, in, in regards to the 150 million, it doesn't bother me that that's not a, a massive hole blown in it yet. It's there if it's needed. And hopefully, you, you know... The window's not shut yet. So if, if it brings you in that, that real bit of quality you want and it happens to be the third week, well, you know, so be it. But I think to have got the number of players we've got in and the mainly the ones that Conti wants in, then you've got to be happy with that as a window. And, and don't worry about the panic from down the road just because they've made a couple of good ones as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think I say focus has to be primarily on what we're doing, what we're in yeah, control. That's all we absolutely. can control. Just intrigued to know from your perspective, Mike, do you feel like Spurs are ready for the start of the season based on what they've done so far? Do you feel confident heading into it? Look, I mean, August the 6th is a very early start date for any football club. I mean, I think Tottenham are more prepared than others. I mean, I'm, you know, let's flip it round. Am I glad we're playing Chelsea next weekend? The answer is yes. Um, absolutely. You know, yep. Um, I watched, obviously, first-hand Arsenal playing Chelsea in Orlando. And yes, it's pre-season. However, Thomas Tuchel was fuming afterwards. And he said, I've got half of my squad want to leave. I want more players in. That was off the back of... He just found out that he wasn't signing Jules Kunde. So he was naturally unhappy. Now you're seeing them go for Cucurella. Was he on their list a few weeks ago? So, look, with Tottenham spending, it looks like there's a real plan there, real focus is Chelsea's a bit more scattergone? Is it Todd Bowley saying, look, I'm the owner here. I'm going to give you money. So I think Spurs are better equipped than most. I look at Leicester. I think they're in real real trouble at the moment. Everton don't have a striker Saturday. Um, so I, I think Spurs are pretty, pretty ready. Um, I know Spurs have signed six players and maybe one or none of, of new signs could, could even start Saturday. But let's, again, flip that round. 
and it might be uh, you know a familiar side that that whack Norwich five 0 and that's a good thing. You know what the front three was never going to change anyway. Richarlison probably would have been on the bench. Okay, that's not going to happen. Benton Kerr might have been the central middle anyway. I don't think Spence will start. It'll be Perisic or Sessignon. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty happy. I think, let's be honest, it's it's um, it's a decent start. I think I'd have taken Southampton first game of the season. I was on a Southampton podcast in the week and they, they're they devastated that we've, they're going to Spurs away, but they like going to Spurs as, as a trip. But um, I think it's a decent home time. Hey, it's a Saturday at three o'clock. Let's, let's look forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mike, strange, as you know... Strange thing is, strange thing is they were the best side I saw there last season. Well, they went oh, for it, didn't far. they? Yeah. In fact, oh, I, yeah. I, I actually think they're the best side I've seen there since Bayern Munich because mm. they played terrific on the night, didn't they? Mm. Just they just, first half particularly, they just ripped us all night long, didn't they? So yeah, I know that was a one-off yeah. performance from Southampton, but they were they were out so brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, performance they were indeed. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. they were. We will uh, throw like I say questions in throughout. We had a whole host of over forty plus questions for Mike, so we'll try and cover as many as we can of course, within the hour or so. But uh, we'll start on the injury update there from Georgia, yeah. she puts on the screen. Um, Mike, obviously, you've been down at Hotspur Way today. Obviously, yeah. we know in terms of where we are, it's been a fresh update from Antonio Conte. Yeah. Of course, earlier in the week, we had obviously more potential blows. Eva Suma, slight hamstring injury. Oliver Skip mm. missing the first few games. Before we dive into the rest of the players, just mm. on Oliver Skip, I mean, mm. I know there's obviously lots of concern at the fact that there's been a few injuries now picked up in, mm. obviously, quick momentum with him. Is there a concern for you, Mike, just long-term over skip and injuries? Or do you think we need to just keep our feet on the ground on that? Uh, I get the point with it. Uh, I, you know, I've been, people have stressed to me that he's just very unlucky. This latest injury is very unlucky. Nasty one as well. Could be about two to three weeks. It's not the same injury. So let's just hope it's not something where he's a kind of player that gets something and it recurs or... You know that that's the hope, but I'm told this is a this was a complete accident. And well, it's, it's it's an impact injury rather than a yeah, muscle. Yeah, it, it was a tra- it was a training injury. It was a training injury with a player. So um, uh, so he's definitely out. I saw Pasuma in the gym earlier, so he's but he's not been ruled out though. He wasn't no, trained. Check tomorrow as far as we're aware. Right, the only, the only two who are definitely out is Richarlison, who's banned, uh, yeah. and Skip. That's all. Okay. That's. Um, yeah, Antonio mentioned Perisic. I think it was Alistair Gold who asked him about Perisic, and he said it was it was quite quite warm actually. So like I still ex- there's going to be a lot more to come because he looked quite bright in his cameo against Rangers. He looked very bright against Roma, um, but he, he he think I got the impression that maybe Sessegnon starts Saturday. But who knows? With the five subs, he might do Sessegnon for fifty and then bring Perisic on for the next forty. Who knows? It's, you know. You're going to see real different types of play in the second half now with the substitution, the two extra subs. Um, but that's the little impressions I've got team news wise. So, look, one, one definitely out through injury, one out through suspension as the season starts. It could be a lot worse. And, and, you, and just, just on the five sub rule, I just want to clarify in my mind you can't make five separate ones, can you? Is there certain blocks or can you make just five as and when you want? Because remember when they had it in on the um, the back of the COVID, there mm. was you could only use three blocks of substitutions or something, couldn't you? Do you remember? Mm. It, was, yeah. it was a weird, weird formation. So that in other words, you couldn't have ten substitutes coming on at ten different times from both teams because the time that would take in a game was huge. So it yeah. was like there was three certain blocks yeah. that you could use as a win. But that's why a lot of the times you saw two come on together, wasn't it? 
Yeah, I have to hold my hand up. I don't know the answer to that. I'd have to look at that myself. Right. But what I would say is the managers I've heard over the last few weeks on the tours is that I think it was Klopp that no one's going to be moaning to him anymore because everyone is going to play. Everyone's going to get used. And, you know, that's that's the difference here. That's what's going to be intriguing over the next few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just on Darcy, uh, we understand also he is also a bit of a doubt for tomorrow. I mean, out of interest, Mike, on on that right-hand side, what do you make of train today? Yeah. Train today, we'll see tomorrow. But I'm just intrigued to know what you think of that right-hand side. Emerson Royale still at the football club. Jed yeah. Spencing is a club signing. Well, it's um, brilliant. It's a brilliant. It was a brilliant question in the presser today. Um, very simple question. Spence, Doherty or Royal, can you keep them all happy? And Antonio's answer was, they have to make me happy. Brilliant. It's just, just fantastic. I, you know, And it led to quite a bit of laughter in the press conference. And that's it's just a great answer, you know. Mm. It, you know, talking about, you know, is, is Spence going to get thrown straight in? I'm, I'm not so sure, you know. Um, so well, it, I'm intrigued to see that. But yeah, you know, it's a trial for all these three players. Let's 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 see how good you are. You know, it's you know, from you know, Doherty. I mean, last January they were they were offering him out. Then all of a sudden he came in and we were all devastated. He got injured at Villa. It was some turnaround. And I know Emerson Royal, you know, he's a bit 50-50 with the, with the fans. Uh, yeah, um, but he did nothing wrong the last few games. So... We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, it's a good, it's a good option to have to have to have an, a few players, you know. So no, I like I did I did like that reply from him. He was in a great mood all day. I really enjoyed listening to him. How do you see personally that battle plan out? Maybe with a fan hat on. I mean, because you've got three players there that are all going to want. You'd think Spencer going to want some decent game time. So is Doherty. So is Royale. Would you expect? Do you expect Royale and or do you expect Emerson and, and Doherty to be happy with just being sub part potentially, or do you think Doherty I- be the main man? How do you see that playing out? Everything I hear about Doherty is he just loves being at Tottenham. Like him and Harry Kane have become very close friends. Him and Eric Dyer are very close. And I think it would have to take some serious, you know, kicking him out of the club, really. He, he really loves his time there. He, he loves it. And he was really upset when he was, um, when he thought he had to leave the club. So look, that doesn't mean he stays, you know. Galini was one of the funniest guys in the changing room. He was the one who used to bring a lot of the speakers in on Spotify. That won't mean anything if you play him at Bayern Munich and they let in five goals next season, does it? So you still want to... They're good characters. You need good players as well. But I've got to say, guys, I think that right wing back spot is completely open. He did improve Doherty. Mm. We've got Spence now, but yep. he's had a really good season at Forest, don't get me wrong. But this is a level and a level more. So I just sort of maybe just wait and see with Spence. That's how I see it. And you expect all three, as far as you're concerned, might to be vying for that spot as things stand. You don't expect, is that, as far as you're aware? No, don't see, I don't, I don't, yeah. I mean, that's, that's how Antonio saw it today. They, they're there to impress him. He, he, you know, he, they're all in his training today. You know, we know the players that weren't training with him. So they're part of his squad. That's, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Got to also mention Ben Davis. We'll stick with you, Mike, and then we'll go to Jason on him. Obviously, a new contract for Ben Davis. Thoroughly deserved. I've got to be honest with you. I was one of those fans that I just wasn't too sure whether he'd be able to adapt to a Conte system. But uh, like I say, there's a running joke on here that I always say six out of 10 Ben, but he was seven or eight last season. He was superb, so consistent, deserving of the new contract. Do you think, based on obviously him and Longley together, is that going to be a battle between both? Or do you think Ben will keep his spot based on that former last season? I just, I, like I reiterate about Kulusevski and Richarlison, like, I, there's no 11 anymore, guys. This is just, you know, in the Champions League, for goodness sake. You know, with the Europa League or Conference League, it's different. There is a first 11, you know, and even Ben Davis said it last season. He said, when we're in the Conference League, we just felt like a B team. That's why they didn't get themselves up for it. 
the Champions League, if they play Forest on the Sunday, hypothetically, and Bayern Munich on the on, on the Wednesday, it could be Lenley on the Sunday and Davis on the Wednesday. We just have to wait and see. We Tottenham need a very good squad now and, and, and full of talent um, because it is the cup, the Champions League and the league. Um, but I think after nine or eight or nine years, we've finally seen Ben Davis's best position for Tottenham. He was never a proper out and out left back, no, but he was yeah. fantastic last season at left centre role. He's one of my one of my best players last season um, with Eric Dyer. Well, Dyer for me was the best, but I mean, just mm. very impressed with Davis, and he's a great guy to have around. So yeah, very well deserved new contract. Yeah, he does have such a lot. Actually, he's, he's looked more comfortable coming out with the ball than than people give him credit for. Yeah, as well, yeah. Ben Davis. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Will he be starting for you, Jace, ahead of long lay as far as you're concerned at the moment? I think he will do Saturday. Mm. And then, then as Bridgie says, it depends on fixtures, depends on on lots of things. I'm not but I don't think there'll be a, he'll be nailed on, guaranteed to start every game in probably the way we think Romero is. Mm. But um but I certainly think Ben Davis will play thirty I mean, fitness allowing, he'll play thirty, thirty five games this season, that's for sure. Yeah, and I think you know he'll play a lot of the big ones. Yeah, we know obviously Ben Davis recover from his injury. Of course, he'll be back in that squad. Of course, for the weekend, uh, Jaffa Tanganga, Mike, just to ask you about his current situation. Um, mm. We understand that he, he was spotted in training, as far as we're aware today. Uh, yeah. If you're there, and you can confirm that as well. But um, I don't know the the update from Contani's presser. Only from reading, you'll be better knowing because you were there. Do you gauge that? You wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't part of the squad at the weekend. What was your thing on Jaffet Tanganga and his situation weird, around Spurs? It's a weird one because he's homegrown as well. And Spurs have got to watch out for this homegrown quota. Um, what's his best position? I don't know. He's not a right back. He's not a right wing back. Is he a right centre? He's had injury problems. Um, and obviously there's been interest from Serie A and, and AC Milan, Galatasaray. Bournemouth liked him. Uh, I think they still do. So that uh, maybe a move in the last few weeks wouldn't massively surprise me. Is that going to be a loan with an option to buy or an obligation to yes. buy potentially? Yes, loan. Yes, loan. I know there's been lots of people saying that potentially Spurs would put a buyer back in there. Based on what you've seen from him, Mike, do you think we'd be letting a player go there that we would incredibly regret in two, three years' time? Because I can't really see it personally. No, no, I... There's talk of a potential buyback with Walker Peters, but I've not had that confirmed. But I don't hear of one on Tanganga. Okay. I mean, Jace, you've always remained consistent on the last one on Spurs that from his debut against Liverpool, obviously at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, never really progressed and moved on to a level where you think we, we'd be missing him if he left tomorrow, if you're with me. No, I, I mean, in fairness to him, a lot of that is down to fitness. He's had so many injury problems. And I think in, with, with great fairness to him, he needs a run of games. Mm. Now, he's never going to get in front of Romero. He's never going to get in front of Eric Dyer, And he's not really going to get in front of, of Longley or Davis, is he? So mm. he's going to play the odd game here, maybe a Carabao Cup tie. And, and maybe if you're, at, I don't know, you're at home to Fulham, maybe, and you've got Real Madrid away on a Wednesday, maybe they'd give him that. But I think, I think a loan deal, ideally in a Premier League, where he can go and play you know, 25, 30 games. He can play, his body needs to play 10 or 12 Premier League games in a row to get used to the Premier League, the physicality, the intensity. So, you know, I'd, I'd like it to be alone with with an obligation, if you like, just so that if it does 
I mean, you know, if he went somewhere and he had a really good loan, if he went to Brighton and was a player of the season or something, you'd think, Christ, wish we hadn't let him go now. Yeah. But don't forget, some of these buyout clauses, it don't necessarily always mean that the club wants to buy them back. I mean, you, you can you can put a buyout clause. I mean, like Carl Walker-Peters, for instance, that one that's muted of going to Chelsea, if Tottenham do genuinely have a clause of 30 million and Chelsea are prepared to pay 50 million to him to Southampton, then you buy him back for 30 and you sell him to Chelsea the next day for the 50 and you make 20 quid, 20 million pound extra profit straight away. Yeah. So, you know, a buyout, a buyback clause doesn't necessarily mean you want the player to come back. It is a way that you can, uh, you can manipulate the market and think, right, well, we'll have the profit on it rather than somebody else having the profit on it. Yeah, I mean, if you look at um, Spurs, really like the Palace. Romero, look at Romero's move to Tottenham when Atalanta took him on loan for what sixteen million with a clause, and then sold him the next day to Tottenham for forty-two million. Yeah, I mean, there you go. Yeah, and um, yeah, no, I was saying um, Spurs really like Mark Gay at Crystal Palace, um, but he's got a deal that Chelsea can match anything there that any go. other club put in. So right, these okay. these things do exist there's loads of these because i think big clubs more than smaller clubs the big clubs sometimes fear or are we taking a big risk here it's kind of like extra blanket they put on them before letting their little chicks go you know so there there is there is that i think with tanganga for me as a fan i that January was horrible. I want it erased from my brain. You know, the two-legged Chelsea Cup semi. We weren't we weren't in it for the whole 102 minutes. It was just a vile, vile, vile two-legged nonsense. Hated it. And there were a couple of other games in January where Spurs clearly was had a few injuries, and at the back they looked really weak. And yes, Tangang was at fault for quite a bit of them, and he probably needed someone more experienced around him. So. Look, if Spurs can have this homegrown issue sorted and everything's all right going forward, I'd probably suggest maybe a loan is good for him and an injury-free year. Let's see how we go after that. Yeah, absolutely. Right, what we will just do is we'll just go for our first break of the show for our listeners that are on audio. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organizations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51 powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey.
step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. For our watching audience on YouTube, across all of our platforms, we've got nearly 800, 900 of you watching us live. So again, thank you so much for all your support for Last Word on Spurs as we build up to the opening day of the Premier League season. Spurs taking on Southampton as we go again. A quick shout-out to tonight's sponsors of the show. That's the Beavertown Corner Pin. That is the Beavertown Pub, bang opposite your south stand. We are excited to get back down there. I know Jason's excited to get back down there. I think he's back down there this weekend, Jason, yeah? He'll be there this weekend, for sure. He'll yep. be there this weekend, for sure. <laughs> Anyone Obviously, can buy me a beer if they want. That's all right. <laughs> Giant Telly of the Garden, pretty much music. Actually, Mike, we had a question in for you from Spurs Song Sheets. You may know them. Uh, they are trying to get the atmosphere up as well as THFC flags. They want to know, Mike, what is your favourite Spurs chant at the moment? What is the one that uh, is currently your favourite? I'll tell you, I don't know if it's my favourite, but I'm going to I'm going to say well done to the boys, particularly the away boys, for getting the Kulusevsky one going. Because I remember thinking, no one's ever going to tag on to that one. That's going to be just saying on, on, on Twitter. But they have done it. And well done, you boys. So, uh, yeah, you can buy me a beer on Saturday as well, anyone who sees me. <laughs> There'll be a queue now, hanging outside, waiting there after that. Uh, we must no say, Beavertown, exactly. Uh, Beavertown, they are celebrating their 10th birthday in Tottenham Hour after the game on Saturday. And they're offering you lovely lot of last one on Spurs. An exclusive offer of 30% off tickets. All beer is included. Let me say that again. All beer is included in the price of your ticket. Plus, there'll be DJs, banging food, and a goodie bag involved. I can see Jason went around for the goodie bag. Just head over to beavertownbrewery.co.uk. Click birthday tickets on the homepage and add the code LWOS30 at checkout. You can check all of that in the YouTube description below. I can see Bridgie. Can't wait to get down there now. Look at that face. So excited. Um, I do want to ask you, Mike, of course, about the press conference. Obviously, you were there earlier today. Just the real standouts from it. Um, yeah. I think one of the one of the things that have come up, of course, is how Conte perceived Spurs' transfer window. And he says that we're doing things with a common sense approach. That's the only way you can really improve the football club. Mm-hmm. It does feel that, Mike, that around Spurs right now, there's a logical approach to the window. I know mm-hmm. everybody at the moment seems to be questioning and comparing how many of those signings are actually going to get in and improve the first eleven. But um, I think one thing we can all see is that, you know, we, we have bought, you know, players that are ready for the Premier League. You know, Eve Basuma's played there. Richarlison's played in the Premier League. Forster's a backup. He's in the Premier League. Jed Spence, a young English player with such potential. Perisic, a guy that's won wherever he's been. Serial winning player. What have you made, Mike, of that questioning over the, some of the players and whether they can actually improve the first 11? Well, I've made no secret over the year how highly I rate Antonio Conte as a, as a coach. So, if he put a tortoise left centre-back, I wouldn't really care. You know, I'd just say, well, it's down to Antonio Conte. I rate him that highly, you know. The uh, the way the club is run now, from a year ago, when we talk about Harry Kane potentially off and all that nonsense, and we were the greatest will in the world, a manager that should never have been appointed. I thought the club was going back mid-table. I couldn't believe what was going on. I was really flat. I wasn't looking forward to the season at all. Then... I'm, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be in a press conference today and having the pleasure of listening to a genuine, genuine, genuine world-class manager 
Um, someone said to me the other day, the top three will probably be the best three managers in the world. We'll finish the top three in the Premier League, which I thought was a really good point. But he's made he made a great point, Conte. And I don't want to keep making his transfer focus as well because he pointed out that don't forget Klopp and Guardiola have been at their clubs for six, seven years now. This is his first pre-season with Tottenham. And let's remember how much he stresses that him as a person with all his coaches need a pre-season. He didn't really want to... He wanted to join Tottenham, but he didn't want to join in November. And you could sense that sometimes. And he said he had to change tack sometimes in his press conference. He had to be more aggressive, a bit more threatening. I don't know if this is for me, blah, blah, blah. But today he was a joy to listen to and... Uh, Ian Abrahams from Talk Sports said to him about what's a good season? Is it fourth? Is it fourth in a trophy? Is it a trophy? And he interrupts him and says, what about the league? What about the Champions League? Mm. There you go. Because Antonio Conte is a serial winner. He wins things wherever he goes. And it was just to listen to that fantastic positivity because a year yeah. ago, it was all, I just felt everything was so negative. And I, mm. I know we won the first three games last year, but yeah, you were, you were, I mean, you were on, you was on it, Bridgie, very early and you said there's just something about this that... I'm not this, yeah. And I got, not, I think, You said I'm not convinced yet. I'm, I'm not, not convinced. You know I'm not getting excited. I'm not, no, I'm lucky on social media. I don't get nasty comments. Or anything, but I remember a few saying, you are Victor Melger, are you miserable git and all that? Because I, it was something not right. And it proved the case. Palace away. What on earth was that team? Arsenal oh. away. You know, when Carragher said there's more space on the moon in that midfield than, you know, you know, it just, I knew it. There was something boiling that weren't right. Then we didn't have a shot on target for 14 years. So now it's it's looking forward to Sessa. And, and I'm seeing people saying, I can't wait. I'm going to get to the ground early. It's brilliant. That's what it's all about, you know? And uh, so, yeah, it's all positive. He was positive today. And yeah. he said, our target isn't about the top two. It's about, he wants to close the gap. He wants to make them better. Um yeah. He said, don't forget, we finished the season at Norwich with 13 players. Um, so, yeah, and he's right. We, you know, you forget that. We were down to the bare bones, weren't we? I remember going off to Arsenal and Romero weren't playing. I was like, I can't believe this. But we got over the line in the end, didn't we? And we, yeah. It's easy to forget that we just scraped forth and thank goodness we did. Would you make that question on the well, statement on the screen there from Peter? He said, heard the press conference. Seems Conte doesn't trust the club to continue back him. He's wary. Did you... Did you gauge that approach from him at all, Michael, that press conference? I mean, if you look at it, look, I mean, let's let's get it right. Let's let's get it, let's get his words right for the club. He's, he says, I need to stay well in the club. He talks about clubs in general. I like always the honesty. If you tell me one thing, then you have to respect this. So he's implying that the clubs he's been at in the past, they've told him one thing and then something else changes. Uh, he says, if you tell me a good liar, you don't have a lot of luck with me. I hate lying and I hate liars. So mm. he's clearly had problems before with clubs yeah. that, I don't know. Look, Inter Milan all of a sudden had money problems and they just won the league and he was being told to sell half of his squad. Yeah. So that he might be alluding to that. Everyone was being, you know, everyone was saying, oh, Daniel Levy and Antonio Conte, it's never going to work, never going to work, never going to work. I'm going by what I saw today. He walked in, shook everyone's hand, left happy, 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 happy. And yeah. I think he didn't like the fact that someone did mention, you're not a long-term manager. Well, I think when he was out in Israel or Korea, he he, he mentioned that I could be here for a long time. <laughs> and also Antonio Conte, there has to come a time where he does settle at a club because it doesn't look good on him to keep walking out of places as good as yeah. he is. Mm. Now, if that's Tottenham, then I think we're all in for a great few years. 
I hate the word project. Uh, yes, other clubs are building something when they've got younger players. Son's what, 29, 30? Kane's 29. We, we don't, we're not, we want now. Great. And, and talking about long term and everything like that, I know Gary Neville wasn't keen on Conte. And I know Jamie Carragher disagreed with him on that. He's not the right fit. A project, how long does a manager want anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, even two and a half years is, is deemed quite long now, you yeah. know. So let's just focus on the now, focus yeah. on what we've got. And that is probably one of the best, no, not probably, one of the best managers in the world. Yeah, I mean, do you get the feeling, Jace, that this is more of a longer term strategy from Conte from what's coming out from him personally? Or do you have to say, based on the CV, what we what we have seen in the past, it's difficult to say at this stage? Well, I think a lot of his words pre-season, uh, I haven't... I haven't seen the the press conferences today, I must admit, but uh, I was too busy watching uh, people closing their eyes and rubbing their hands together and then passing energy on. And for those who've been watching today, they'll know what I mean. But um, All or nothing episode two, wouldn't it? (laughs) Bring the speakers, bring the speakers. Um, uh, No, I I think um, he seems a lot calmer. Maybe that's because, you know, pre-season's had a chance to genuinely mould it pre-season as he wants it. And as Bridgie says, when you, you come in in the middle of the season, I think even Mourinho said that, didn't he? It's Even Mourinho traditionally likes to work and, and go in with a with a clean slate at the end of a season. So you've you've got a say on players coming in and things. So I just think he's, he seems a lot happier. And, and in a strange way, I think the, the 202 days documentary on Spurs play, which, um, which is an excellent watch mm. for those who haven't seen it yet, um, you know, as I said, that that emotional press conference at Burnley that he gave, when he looks back on that, you know, you you suddenly realise, I think it was that was the shock factor, the impact factor. But there was no chance of him walking away the following morning, which the media and everyone was all thinking, oh, he's going to walk, he's going to walk. And yet, I think that night was the night he really thought, right, it's time to get my teeth into this. Yeah. So, um, you know, sometimes what they say and that isn't always isn't always the thinking. There's mm. there's hidden messages in there. There's messages for for this. There's messages for that. But I, I get the impression he seems really, really comfortable and. And, and looking forward to it. And I think like the, the comment we had on the bottom, I think he he feels that we can do a little bit more than than perhaps one or two one or two others do. Now, whether we do that is entirely different, but I think he he's he he feels he's in a good place, that's for sure. Mm, he said today I, I said I want to build something important with the club because I like to win. I said I would be very important to match these two situations to bring the club to fight for something important every season. He said from the first I arrived at Tottenham I was really happy because I found a club, a modern club, a great stadium, a fantastic training ground, everything a coach aspires to find when you sign a contract. My question here from Jason G. Hill, not this Jason, he says, when is Conte going to sign a new deal? I think it's really important. He would like to see him sign a five-year deal until 2027. I mean, we know there's the option, isn't there, I think, in his contract to and then extend it by a further 12 months. I mean, from what you hear, do you think that's going to be imminent or do you think Conte just likes to work this way? Because it does appear that he would rather just work rather than be reliant on a contract. That's something that kind of screams out from him personally. I've heard nothing on, on him signing anything anything soon. I've heard nothing on that. And I don't think anyone else has, if I'm honest. If they have, then they've not disclosed it because I don't think that's Antonio Conte, who we know. I, I think let's just wait. Let's see how the next few months go. But yeah. let's work on the now. Yeah, he absolutely. Was really happy and he was on... He, if anyone... I'm sure it's on YouTube now, the presser, and he was... Yeah. It was, you know, you could tell by his body language. He's, he's he's really looking forward to it. He's raring to go. And let's not forget what people, what we or fans think, what we need. Let's 
let's trust what we've got here. If he doesn't think a certain player is right for him, I think he's earned the right for us to say, no problem, boss. We'll let you yeah. get on with it. Because to be fair, a lot of people before was like, well, he's, he's saying yes to two Juventus rejects. They probably got Tottenham over the line to get the top four, didn't they? You know, so just Lenley, people are doubting him. Could yeah. turn out to be a top, Tottenham fans might absolutely love him. You know, let, let Conte wants these players. If Conte says yes, then great. And then people ride, oh, he didn't want Spence. No, it's not that at all. It's that Tottenham, he's aware that Tottenham needs to get better youngsters, yeah. sort the homegrown out. This is the kind of model. He's a right wing back. I think we, you can mould him. Yeah, but yeah, get him. Sounds good. That's the difference. It's not, oh, I don't want this player. There's a difference yeah. there. So yeah, absolutely. all positive. They're all working mm. really well together. Yeah. Uh, what was your feeling, Mike, around, you know, this suggestion, you know, trying to reduce that gap between Liverpool and City? I mean, the, the feeling you got from Conte, does he believe that's a genuine ambition for this season? Or is it kind of just seeing how the season plays out? I think, I don't know if you agree, there seems to be this hysteria around Spurs at the moment and the fans, you can quite easily fall into this concept where, you know, there's a genuine belief because Conte's in charge. He seems to have been back very early with six signings before we've started a season. Can Tottenham gate crash and really compete for the league. What's your feeling on that based on what you feel Conte was like today? Well, as I said earlier, he did reiterate that Cup and Guardiola have had seven years to get their squads how they see it. With you know Guardiola's had a lot of money to spend and, and as has Klopp, but Klopp's recruited very well. Um so but I just get the feeling he's confident this year and he didn't say as much that, oh, I, I think we should just... But he's just talking about Spurs. He wants better performances. He wants more points. And I think his message is, let's see where we end up with what he's targeting from Tottenham. It's like anything, isn't it, boys? If we win our league games, it doesn't really matter what everyone else does because we're going to be up there. We have to, we have to just... It, you know, we don't want to be in that situation where we lost to Brighton that lunchtime and then we're like, oh, it's not so bad because Arsenal lost to Southampton. It's no, still a horrible no, no. feeling. Let yeah. us do the winning and yeah, ultimately yeah. we'll have yeah. success. And that's yeah. how I see Antonio Conte today. Mm, what do you think for you, Jace, as a, as a fan looking in? I mean, what, what's your kind of expectations for the season? Do you think we can generally be up there challenging or do you think it's just far too early? I mean, you talk about sides in Liverpool and City that are consistently hitting 90 points. Spurs are, as Conte says, at the start of a project. You know, we're, what, we're tw- what, how many months are we in, are in now? We're less than 12 months in really, aren't we, at the moment? I don't. I don't see us getting ninety odd points. If I'm if I'm perfectly honest, I think that's uh, that's a hell of a hell of a thing. Our record is eighty six, so to suddenly get to to ninety three, ninety four, I think would be incredibly difficult. But I think if um, I think there'd, there'd be a little bit of hope that the other the other clubs, you know, a better Man United, a better Arsenal, uh, maybe one a Newcastle being better that. That perhaps Manchester City and and um, and Liverpool get into the late eighties rather than the nineties. Perhaps perhaps they finish with eighty eight points or something. And I think he looks at it and he thinks, can Tottenham get twelve points more, twelve thirteen points more than they did last season? Which, if you look at the Nuno and the up and down nature, could Tottenham get to eighty three, eighty four? Yes, they could. And so, if we got to eighty four and the league's won with eighty eight, then we've been in the mix, haven't we? Because on match day 37, you can still win the league in that case, mathematically, you're, you're yeah. in the mix. So I think you, you can get in the mix, but I think it, you will need those other two to come back to you a little bit. Because I don't see us getting into the, the 90s, that's for sure. No. And I think, you know, if, if we got 
if I said to you now, would would you take 84, 85 points as as would that be progress on a season? Even if that meant we finished fourth with 85 points rather than fourth with 72, yeah. you'd have to say 85 points would be a pretty decent mark to hit. Let's be absolutely. honest. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Mark, I've had a couple of questions in here. I mean, like I say we're not going to focus them all around transfers, but Jacob at JK, uh, JAK, JAK00BR says, do we need more game changers signings or do we have the squad now, in your opinion, that's going to really be able to fight for something special this season? I think I think we need a couple more additions. Yeah, I mean, Conte said that himself. You know, I, you know, he didn't rule out more transfers. I mean, at the end of the day, what was his words? We're trying to do things with common sense. I know this is the only way that improved the club. It's not simple. It isn't simple. Signings aren't simple. We're seeing clubs now making, I think, making panicking, panicky decisions, scattergun decisions. You know, so as I said before, we've brought in players. We've signed Richarlison, and then someone said to me the day they signed him. Where's he going to play? It just, but it just astounds me. It's like that someone's not happy. Then they, they've just, you know, strengthening yeah. the bench. How, you know, how often do we strengthen a period, an area of strength? It doesn't. The we always top, moan it? that we've got nothing to bring off the bench. Yeah. What we yeah. Always... Yeah. Look, hypothetically, Forrest in a few weeks, they bring Richarlison and gets a hat trick. I mean, they, because he's good. You know, he's got very good stats in. Everton side that should have got relegated. They only got rele- didn't get relegated because Newcastle weakened Burnley when they uh, sold Chris Wood and Norwich and Watford were terrible. You know, New- Everton were awful and I think he's still got 10 goals. So Spurs are, you know, Spurs are doing the right things and if he seemed genuinely, genuinely calm and we've seen, we've all seen him angry. Oh, absolutely, you know? yeah. So, you know, and look, it's not just Tottenham guys. Chelsea, Right, when I was in Orlando last week, the players coming out of the mix zone. Have you ever seen that video of Ian Wright when he sees his teacher and he, he thought his teacher was dead? Right? We went, like, Chelsea, yeah, players, yeah, yeah. Chelsea players coming out the, the changing room. I was like, Ross Barkley, completely forgot about him. That's why. Forgot about him and all. So if Chelsea have got things to do, Arsenal have got a load of players to sell. Mm. United have got players to sell. We've got players to sell. So yeah. it's still a few weeks to go and it could all change again. You know, yeah. we're looking at we're looking at the Udinese boy, left back. Conte said, "Yeah, he's brilliant." Paratici like, "Yeah, he's brilliant." So, maybe you know, if Tottenham can get him over the line, they're going to beat some serious clubs to his signature. So, mm. there's no scattergun with Tottenham; they're thinking ahead. So, yeah. I've been very happy with what's happened so far. Uh, you know, and and some players, you know, and you know, and Conte was very honest, wasn't he, with some players? They're never going to make it here. You know, Reggion's a tough one, you know, and Reggion used to frustrate him dearly, you know. So, again, I, I don't mean to keep saying this, but, I mean, I just trust content wherever he wants. As long as there's an agreement between the, him, Paratici and Levy, then we'll be OK. Yeah, I mean, out of interest, Mike, I've seen he brought up in his presser today, Reguilon, Lo Celso and Dombele, uh, Harry Winks, those four, the fact that obviously he's saying that these guys, it's a World Cup year, they're going to want game time. They're not going to get that game time at Tottenham. Uh, do oh. you expect momentum to come in the next few weeks where you'll see these guys get a move? Because it can't be good for the, the guys or even the squad to have players around that aren't really going to feature. It's tough today, won't lie. Um, I, I did the live training hit for Sky, like the first two minutes, then we watched the training and obviously they weren't they weren't part of it. And you could see them on the edge at the end, like watching a little bit and then they went off to do their individual training. 
And I don't care what they're paid. Like I looked at Harry Winks and it, I don't care. It must hurt. Oh, it must be gutting. He's a Spurs like, boy, right? First boy. Yeah, yeah. unless like, everyone goes, well, they're paid enough. Well, yeah, what? You know, the money doesn't make everything, you know, because and I genuinely felt for him a little bit because it just looked like running off with a, with a coach. And I know Spurs will handle him well. And, and uh, but, you know, people like Endon Bele, I don't feel as sorry for. But, but I look at Winks who... Who probably has he been here a bit too long, a year too long, maybe. Uh Reggion's a bit of a surprise, but we've got him and Session. Session's homegrown, he's not. Mm. Uh, but I don't want to do with Reggion because I was always told that Seville were going to come in for him, but they've just signed Teles on loan from Manu. So I don't know what's gonna happen with him. See, this is the thing that these are players on big, biggish wages. So yeah, they need to get them out as well. So and Antonio mentions World Cup year, because it was actually my question, because I said if you can't sell these players. With it being a World Cup year, with all the fixtures, Carabao Cup and everything, and all these midweek games condensed, will you consider getting them back in the squad? But he said, he flipped it, said, well, it is a World Cup year and they want to play for their national teams. They probably won't get that time here, so we need to find them another club. How do you that plan out, Jace, for you? Do you think we'll just have to take significant losses on the likes of Ndombele? The cells, or do you think there will be like, will they be like, would it be loans? I mean, you've said your piece on the cells of Ndombele previously. I can't see any club in the world wanting Ndombele. I can't see it. There'll be one. There'll be one. There's always one. It. Well, if if they do want him, it will be a, a loan with about five percent of his wages and no no obligation to buy and things like that. I'd be, be astounded. I think Gio and Reggion will end up in Spain somewhere mm. along the line, but I think those some of those loan deals they can't they kind of move, don't they? Particularly over the last few days of the window, where people look at that squad and think we have still got a gap there, we have still got a gap there. This player, we've we've tried to sign this player now for the last three weeks. His club aren't doing it. Let's bring the player in on loan. Uh, so I, I think, and I'm sure Winks will get a move somewhere, somewhere yeah. um, as time goes on. I mean, if Leicester were to sell Tielemans and to sell Madison, they might well need to, you know, it could well be a last minute deal. They yeah. think, well, we've got to bring somebody in. So those types of things can happen. Yeah. With, yeah. Like I say, with Tongi, I... <laughs> I think that's a, a really strange one. I can't see a club genuinely, genuinely thinking he's the man for us. So, um, you know, it'll be a case of whatever we can get for him. And yeah. we may well have to take a loan and it will be with, a, no one's going to pay 200 grand a week for him, are they? Let's be honest and cover those no. wages. So no. I, can you see anyone even giving us 100 grand a week in wages for him? Can you see 80 grand a week in wages for him? You know, only Premier Leagues have got that, aren't they? So, you know, you're talking about a, a minuscule payment, but sometimes it's just better to, it's, you know, even if we had to take it where we pay the wages and there's no loan fee, at least he's away from the premises. And I, I think from him, if I'm honest, he needs it because it, he must be incredibly depressed coming to work in an environment where he knows he's not going to play. And yeah. to, to sit there as a human being and think, I've got to put up with this for another three years. His his closest compatriots, if you like, have left the club. It must be incredibly difficult for him, and you know he must be past that mental thing of of we all want to get up and look forward to going to work, don't we? Let's be honest, we have to, and he must absolutely dread going in there every day. And that enthu or that lack of enthusiasm, lack of energy you, you can see Conti wouldn't want that anywhere near the group and I'm, I'm not even a fan of saying go and train with the under 18s or the under 23s because I don't think those youth coaches would want that mm, it's a shame I mean Adrian says there and Dominic created the situation I, absolutely 
Yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. It's a, it's a real hard one because I think everyone sees his talent, but if you're not willing to put the application in, it is tricky. I mean, just on Ndombele, Mike, you know, we've said about the fact Spurs, in terms of what they may be looking for, one or two. For me personally, I've said that if we don't sign a creative attacking midfielder of that nature, um, I do worry for us in those games like the Nottingham Forests, the Fulhams, the Brentfords, the Evertons, where it's nil-nil after 70 minutes. How are you going to break down a team that's got a, you know, 10 behind the ball and a low block? Do you share those concerns, Mike, as well? Um, are you concerned that, you know, are we missing that kind of player to bring off the bench? Uh, dare I say Madison off the bench, but a Zaniolo, someone of that nature that's going to really be able to play that eye of the needle ball, split defences open when we haven't really got that from the bench. You know, Richardson again, is a good forward that can cover the line, but he's not that nature of a player that can be a mm. lock picker like an Ericsson was. I personally do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, I saw it in, again. I know it's a preseason friendly. I saw it against Roma on Saturday a little bit. Um, I don't think Spurs are in for Madison, to be honest with you. Um, Zaniolo, again, if Conte wants him, fine. But obviously, I'm a bit concerned as a, I take away journalism as a fan. I'm, I'm a bit concerned about his injury record. Um, obviously, a very good player. Um, but End on Bele, it's funny. Someone said to me at work the other day, I talked about what kind of midfielder I'd like to see in, in the club. And the guy said to me... It's him. It's him. You're, just, you're describing him. It's him. Yeah. Thank you. It's Mad, him. Madness, Thank it, really. That's the annoying thing. That's what kills me here. Someone who can A, pass, run with the ball, yeah. see something which other play, people don't see, exciting, through ball and can score. It's him. Bang. It's him. Yeah. yeah. Because oh, I think... yeah. And if it's not him, it's Gio from Betis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's nuts, isn't it? We've got two of them. And Jurgen Klopp, I think in the semi-final of the Champions League, applauded Tank, but also did. I mean, it's so frustrating because I remember being so happy when these players joined. You know, it's it's really disappointing. I'm really, really, really disappointed with both of them. I really am. Um, but neither for me lack enough application to stay at the club. So I'm not going to start going down the line of... No, yeah, yeah. Chance. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, there are times where uh, Celso would be missing one game, then I'd see him on Instagram a, a, an hour later off to Yeah, yeah, Argentina. yeah. I was like, really? But that's the fan in me, you know. But yeah. end on Bella, I mean, it's a it's, it's tragedy, really, isn't it? You know, it's just a shame. If, you know, that guy with the ability, but yeah, never going to happen at Tottenham. Yeah, absolutely. What we'll just do is we'll just go for our final break of the show. Uh, for our listeners and audio. Delighted as we bring back once again the opposition previews for the upcoming season. Spurs' first game, of course, Southampton to start the Premier League season. We know always on the opening day, there's always that horrid opening day surprise. And we just hope at Tottenham, we aren't going to be here. And obviously, I'm brilliantly alongside me. I've got the wonderful Alfie House with us. Of course, Alfie House Echo on Twitter, but primarily via the Daily Echo. Alfie, firstly, how are you? Yeah, thank you, Ricky. I'm very well. Um, you say I'm really looking forward to the, the proper season being back. You know, the warm-ups and pre-season is always good fun, but it's the real stuff you want. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been a busy summer for both the football clubs. But before mm. we do get started on that, I mean, Spurs fans, we won't forget, Alfie, that we really struggled up against Southampton last season. Just taking one point out of a possible six. I mean, again, it just shows you how difficult the Premier League is as a whole, that teams do struggle to break. Maybe... Some Spurs may argue inferior teams down, but Southampton have got a number of talented players. Again, a talented manager as well. What have you made of Southampton's overall summer business, in your opinion? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting that that one point came against 10 men at St. Mary's as well because Mohamed Salisu was sent off in the first half. But it's been an interesting summer. They've taken a bit of a risk, as, as teams have seen. They've gone uh, all in on this young player project. They're bringing in the best young players from the academies. Uh, so, for example, Man City, they've signed Gavin Bazunu, Romeo Lavia. And they're, you know, they're hoping they can hit the ground running. Um, they've changed formation as well in, in the season. We've gone to a 5-3 at the back and... It's, it's a big risk, given that the 4 2 was quite synonymous with Southampton. It's what Ralph Asenhall has, has used for three or four years since being there. So it's a summer of change. Three new coaches, five or six new players and a brand new shape. That's interesting stuff. And I think the one thing is that we've all seen in the past, Hasenhut has been a manager that can get big results. We've seen him to get hmm. some surprise results as well. Um, overall, going into the season, what's the expectations for you, Alfie? What do you expect Southampton to do? Maybe taking the journalist hat off? and a fan hat on. What do you think the ambition is for Southampton generally as a football club? I think there'll be a big mix between you know the journalist hat and the fan hat because, of course, supporters want to see improvement. They want to see a big season. They finished 15th twice in a row now, and I think anything above that is acceptable, is an improvement. And, you know, they've spent £50, £60 million pounds for the first time uh, since uh, Gao Jisheng owned the club, and he came in sort of four or five years ago. We've also got Sport Republic now. I, I personally would say that 14th would be a good finish for Southampton this season. Okay, interesting. And um, overall, in terms of, like you said there, the, the project they're starting on is a very much, again, it's a young player project. What have you made of Southampton's overall business in terms of the players they've signed? Any verdict on those so far and who may be the ones to watch after this season? Absolutely, yeah. Well, the thing I said um, in, a, in a different podcast this week was that we know that three of the players are definitely good. As I mentioned, Gavin Bazunu, Romeo Lavia, 20 and 18 years old, they're definitely good. And Joe Aribo, he made a brilliant impact on Saturday, he went on a 70-yard run, a couple of players taken out and scored. And football is about moments. I spoke to Joe after the game and he said that he came here to bring moments. And when you're a team like Southampton at the bottom end of the table, you're never going to win every game. But if you win five or six just on an individual dime piece, that's enough to change a season altogether. 15 to 18 points is the difference between 18th and 11th of them. And we know ahead of the game, of course, at the weekend from a Spurs perspective, we know Oliver Skip it's unlikely he's going to feature for Tottenham in that midfield, which is a real, real shame, picked up an injury. And also we know Eve Basuma as well for Tottenham is a big doubt. So it looks likely for Tottenham that there will be that continual midfield partnership of Pierre-Emi Hoybier alongside Rodrigo Bentoncourt. Um, Alfie, ahead of the weekend, obviously we know Hassan Hutal is yet to speak as we record this. Uh, what do you think team-wise have happened looking at ahead of that opening game? What can you see? How do you see Southampton setting up? Okay, so he's played the five at the back. It's a 5-3-2 or a 5-2-3 in every game of preseason, so I'd expect to be that. Um, I'd expect to see Gavin Bazunu in goal, Carl Walker-Peters right wing back, Bella Kotchap, Bednarek and Salasu as a defensive three with either Perode or Musa Gineppo a left wing back. Uh, Romeo Lavia will probably start, even though he's just 18 years old and he's never played a Premier League game before. He'll probably start, potentially with Romeo and Ward-Prowse and then up front, it could be two midfielders. Hassan Hurl has put Stuart Armstrong up front and Joe Ariba up front during preseason, so we, they could start the match with no strikers at all. Um, that's not a sign of no intent, but that's just how he's been doing things. Otherwise, Adam Armstrong could come in as well. Obviously, only scored two goals last season, but he's had a good preseason as well. Yeah, again, it's really interesting when you say you say the lineup there. It it does sound young, vibrant. It sounds fresh. It sounds like a team that are going to be fearless. And um, before we discuss maybe the tactics and how you may approach the game, interesting to get your thoughts on Tottenham over the summer in terms of what Spurs have done. Of course, they've brought in six new players. There is an argument among Spurs fans that maybe all six aren't actually going to be starters. Ivan Perisic, one that is very very exciting. Of course, Eve Basuma as well. That looks like he missed the game. And then with regards to Jed Spence. 
a young, young prospect that Spurs mm. fans are excited for, despite the fact we know that he was referred to as a club signing rather than a Conte signing. From the outside looking in, Alfie, what do you make of Spurs' business overall? Look, I'll say it quietly, but I predicted Spurs to finish third in the Premier League this season. I think Antonio Conte is one of the best managers in the world. And like you say, the business they've done is hard to not be impressed by from that, from an external perspective. Someone like Jed, I don't know whether he'll be somebody that plays, you know, 20 Premier League games or not, but there's so much talent there. And I think Eves Pesuma for me was perhaps the most exciting one. I know he's out this weekend, which is a, a boost for Southampton, but he's somebody who I've been impressed by massively in the Brighton midfield for the last couple of seasons. I think he's a, a massive addition to the team. And interestingly, from your perspective, you say that Spurs there, how much they've improved under Conte, what the ambition you mm. feel they could have. Um, how do you think Saints will approach this one? Because to be fair, when you look at the couple of fixtures last season, um, we know Spurs at St. Mary's, I mean, they really struggled to break them down. There were 10 men for a lot of that game mm. in that second half. We can't forget we had a goal disallowed, which to me still can't quite believe that looking back now. And in the home game, uh, Spurs, I think they fell behind. They got themselves back in front. We seemed in the sun... Uh, well, in the ascendancy to go on and win the game, and then suddenly two very late goals from Southampton. You know, it was incredible, really, the way that game turned. Um, how do you think, yeah, the game will be approached by the Saints? I think the way they've been operating in pre-season is the wing-backs have often been the most attacking players in the team. They've been further forward than the strikers on almost every occasion. I don't know if we'll see that on Saturday. I think we might see a slightly more defensive version of what they've been doing. And look, if you go to Tottenham Hotspur on the first day of the season and you get any result, bearing in mind that Southampton typically lose every game they play on the open day of the season. And I think Spurs' record is pretty good. I think they've won four of the last five opening day matches. If they get any result there, I think they'll be pleased. Uh, I wouldn't expect to see the most dynamism from Southampton, if I'm being honest. OK. And, I mean, just in regards to someone that you discussed a minute ago or so, uh, Carl Walker-Peters, one that still mm. very much is fond in Spurs' eyes. I think many feel... Did we let him go too early? You know, we've seen even links now to Manchester City for Carl Walker-Peters and, dare I say, Chelsea as well. Uh, how impressed have you been by Carl Walker-Peters? Is he as good as what we're now seeing that the stats suggest and also what the pundits also rave about, the way he's really adjusted to Southampton and becoming really into himself now, a real top wing-back in the Premier League? Yeah, I thought it was interesting the way um, he was viewed at Spurs. I spoke to Steve Perryman a couple of weeks ago and we spoke about Kyle in length and he mentioned that when he was in the academy at Spurs, he, he wasn't quite you know the mustard that you need, if you know what I mean. And he's improved massively at Southampton. He, the way he plays on both sides of the pitch with both feet and uh, you know he gets forward, he's, he's a little bit lightweight. You can sort of see if he was up against a Kyle Walker, for example, Kyle Walker would be able to edge him in, in almost every way. But... He's so light, he's so lightweight, but he gets at the ball and he's so direct with his attack. Um, you know, of course, he deserved that England call up and to get two caps for England is a massive achievement, especially in fullback where, you know, all of a sudden we're blessed with players. I think um, if Southampton were to let Carl Walker Peters go, the, the window could go from eight out of ten to four out of ten like that. He's so integral to the side. I think only James Ward Prowse probably makes a more direct impact on their results than Kyle. It's fascinating stuff. And uh, Alfie, give us the one to watch, you feel, Saturday afternoon, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium from three o'clock. Who's the one player Spurs need to be keeping an eye on? Who's the danger man in that Saints team? It's a really good question. I don't have a, a, I don't have a specific answer, which I appreciate is not what you want, because <laughs> the, when Southampton play well during pre-season, it's been a team patterns mm-hmm. of play. It hasn't been an individual that stood out. One thing I would say is that Joe Rebo, if Joe Rebo can get on the ball and can, and can get a physical presence going, against those defenders, I think he'll be impressive. I would say one to watch more subtly would be to watch Romeo Lavia because I think you could be watching a young teenager there who might not have the impact on the game Saturday, but 
he's somebody that will be in the Premier League for the next five to ten years, hopefully. Fantastic. And I know from my perspective, I'll be saying no free kicks in anywhere direct shooting position with James Ward-Prowse. Let's make sure we don't do that. Class player. And have you, out of interest, before we, uh, I ask you about the uh, pred- well, prediction for the game, James Ward-Prowse, have you always been confident he'll remain a Saints player, despite we've seen some numbers of speculation? Yeah, we speak to James regularly and I don't think it's possible for him to show any more commitment to the club than he has. He's signed back-to-back five-year contracts in two consecutive summers, um, you know, both on the back of transfer bids, you know, lastly from Aston Villa. I think it would take an enormous sum for Southampton to sanction that move in the first place. But also for James, I think he is happy at the club. And I, I do think that if there's no progression or if there's regression this season, I think that's when he maybe will start to consider his future possibly. But you'd like to think that that won't happen. And what else could be important is if he ends up on the plane in Qatar, I think that will show him that he doesn't need to move to fulfil his ambitions as a footballer. If he doesn't make it to Qatar, maybe that will put a bit of doubt in his mind and say, well, if I was playing for West Ham, would I be there? Or, you know, something like that. Um, but I'm, I'm confident that James will remain certainly this season and hopefully beyond. OK, superb. And finally, Alfie, it's prediction time. Uh, what can you see the result being at the Tottenham Stadium against Southampton to kick off the start of the Premier League season 3pm on Saturday? I'm going to say 1-0 to Spurs, um, but I think that's no slight on Savannah. I think it's a really, really tough game for anybody this season to go to Spurs. Appreciate it. Alfie, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show. And for anyone that wants to follow Savannah in a bit more detail and you closely as well in terms of your thoughts on Saints, where can they do that? Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at Alfie House Echo or on the Daily Echo uh, website. You know, most of the coverage is from me now. I'm a dedicated Southampton reporter and have been for the last year. So, yeah, it's good fun. If you want to follow along, please do. Fantastic. Alfie... I can't wish you the best of luck for Saturday, but I will wish you the best of luck beyond Spurs and for the That's rest of the season, enough. apart from the reverse yeah. game. Thank you so much for joining us on the last one on Spurs, the wonderful Alfie House. And guys, look forward to the second half of the show. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. For our watchers on YouTube, nearly over a thousand of you plus watching us live across all our platforms. Again, thank you so much for all your incredible support for last one on Spurs. We're back, like I say, post-match analysis. South Those thousands are like watching the cricket, for God's sake. They're football mad. They're, they're Spurs mad. They're Spurs <laughs> mad. They're football mad. They're all excited for what's coming in the weekend. And that brings us to Southampton, of course, Saturday. Now, interestingly, um, the Saints team does look fairly similar than what we saw last season. They've unfortunately lost Armando Broja, who has returned to Chelsea after a season on loan. Um, they've brought a number of young players in, including uh, Bazamou, the Man City goalkeeper for 12 million, Mara from Bordeaux for 11.7 million. Lavi also from City for 11 million. Um, Kochap from Bochum for 9 million. And I think Joe Aribo obviously made that move from Rangers for just a fee of around 6 million. Uh, what have you made, Jay? It's come to you. What have you made of Southampton's summer business at the moment? Well, Aribo is, is an interesting one because Southampton have uh, shown. Um, they have shown they can go shopping in Scotland with the likes of Van Dyke and Wanyama. And uh, did Armstrong come down? From, from Scott, uh, didn't he come no. from Celtic as well? Was he at Celtic Armstrong? Stuart Armstrong? Yeah, I think, I think he right, was. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they've shown a willingness to go up to Scotland and buy some players, and um, they, they've had good success with it. So, uh, and Arebo, I think, was a big part of Rangers getting to that uh, Europa League final, wasn't he? Scored. But, uh, yeah. You know, the other lads, to be honest, as you're reading them out, Rick, I've never seen any of them play. Never seen any of them play. So uh, I'll do like most people do and scout them on Football Manager or something. And if they've got a rating of 174, I'll be worried or something. But That's fine. So, um... <laughs> Great game. 
I mean, lads. I mean, lads. I mean, you, you got you got to pray for me tomorrow. I've got I've I've want some prayers in now, right? So I'm back on. On, the, I'm on the transfer show tomorrow. Yeah. Obviously, Forest are looking at striker Jizz Horncamp. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm just hoping it's not a release clause. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> I, I tell you what, I'm glad Crackers isn't here with his cheese grater. That's for sure. Could you imagine Crackers on this show with that? I tell you, he's watching somewhere. He oh, is. I tell you, I laugh. Um, you my laugh. Southampton might, I mean, they finished 15th in the previous season. I mean, uh, yeah. you look at Hasenot in general, we spent three and a half years there so far. I mean, they've been declining in their points in their points hall in each of the full mm. seasons. They've had 52, 43, mm. 40. What do you make of Southampton as a side? Generally, we got one point out of them last season, out of a possible six. Top yeah, we should have won up there, though, down there. That's frustrating. Yeah. Well, we had um, 70 minutes plus 10 men we faced, yeah, couldn't break yeah. them down. Yeah, I mean, I was on, a, as I said, I was on a Savantum pod in the week, and I have to be honest with you, I actually a bit worried about them this year. Um, I'm not sure how much they've actually progressed. Um, so, but I'm, I like Ralph Hassan-Hootel. He's always a joy to listen to. Um, as it stands, they've obviously kept some some key players in, in Ward-Prowse. Um but as I say, it's a good it's a good opening game for us. You know, let's let's get an opening win. But um, again, if I, I, I think Southampton might struggle, uh, there's a few teams who I don't think have strengthened enough. Have Fulham done enough? Probably not. Bournemouth definitely haven't done enough. And Scott Parker today said they're weaker now than they were in the Championship last season. So mm. uh, I'm, I'm not sure about Leeds this season. So Brentford. Yeah. Yeah, I, do you know what? If people forget Brentford were in free fall before Ericsson played. You know, yeah. they were, they were, I think, yeah. lost eight league games in a row. Then Ericsson came in, I think, the week after they beat Chelsea 4 1. And, you know, that's another thing. Man United fans, I keep telling them they're going to be very, they're very lucky they've got Ericsson. He's going to be brilliant for them. He is. He'll uh, be superb. Yeah, yeah he's sorry, really good. Sorry, I'm, I'm diverting. I'm going back on Southampton. I, I you know, I, I, I only see sort of about 13th to, to 16th, possibly. Mm. I mean, Jace, your thoughts on them very quickly. Uh, listen, in general, you know, they've, they've they're, won. They're, Go on. They're, a, they're a strange side, aren't they, Southampton? There's, there's times when you see them, like I say, when they came to Tottenham, they were, they were absolutely extraordinary last year. Oh, they Fantastic deserved the three points at our place. You can't argue um, that. They were, and yeah, and they had good. a little period like that. I think they went to Man United a week later. They might have only drawn at Man United, but they outplayed Man United. Um, and Ralph, Ralph, I think... From outside of Southampton, I think most people do think, look at Ralph and think, really good, really good manager. And yet they can go on some dreadful runs, Southampton, and they can have those reoccurring 9-0 losses and things like that. Um, you know, you're not surprised if it comes up and they've lost 5 or 6 nil, And yet you're not surprised if they go to Liverpool and win or something. They're, you, you don't, but they rather than being up one week and down the next, they seem to go on a run of six or seven games really good. And then they just completely drop off for six or seven games and they look horrendous. So um, I don't really know what to expect from them, to be honest. It's it's a tough one, sir. I don't think they'll play as well as they did last season, that's for sure. Mm. Here come the uh, the jokes coming through. I won't ask Mike <laughs> to repeat them for his own sake. He's got to do with enough of them on, uh, tomorrow morning on Sky Live. So going into the game, uh, Spurs, from their perspective, uh, they go in having won six of their previous seven home games. Southampton, they didn't have a particularly good pre-season, winning just one out of their five games played. Uh, Hasn't it all signed in general to even compound Southampton even more? Just three out of their last 20 away games they've won against Tottenham. So uh, if Anthony Costa was here, you know what Ant would say when it comes to like, please don't read that out. Don't read that out. Don't read that out. Yeah, he hates it. He's, I tell you what, my phone stopped now. He, he's ringing me all the time about transfers. He must be genuinely busy now. He's actually got work. 
because I've not heard from him. It made six signings, Mike. This is the problem now. They've done their business too early. We've gone too early. Yeah. (laughs) Good luck to him. (laughs) How how do you see a setup at the weekend, Bridgie? We're going to close it. How how do you see Spurs set up the weekend? What kind of Uh, team are you expecting? Loris in goal, Romero, Dyer, Davis, Doherty, Sessignon, Benton Kerr, Hybier, Kulu, Kane Son. Okay, interesting. Jace, would you change that for you? I think I maybe swap Longley for Davis, or do you think my, Davis? No, my, my gut feeling. I mean, I haven't had the advantage that Bridges had of being over there today. If you'd have said to me at nine o'clock this morning, I thought Perisic might start and then would go off, you know, play 60, 65, 70 yeah. minutes, and mm-hmm. Cess would come on a bit like they did in um, a bit like they did in Israel at the weekend. But yeah. other than that, I think the other 10 uh, uh, are, as Bridgie says, as long as Davis is 100% fit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, this is what's key. I mean, uh, the Saints uh, hasn't confirmed that long term absentee. I think Tino Leveramento will not return. He's suffering from an ACL injury at the moment. Uh, Walcott, I think he's not expected to have any involvement against the, of course, Spurs. That's all we need coming it's back. And, um, Walcott, yeah. yeah, still yeah, there. Right. Still there at the Saints. He's still Got hovering around him. there. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a listen, we hope we're going to start well. I mean, Mike, let's come around here to close it. Let's get predictions. What are you going to go for weekend? Uh, three one Tottenham. Okay, decent. Jace, what are you going to go for? Yeah, I'll, I'll go the same. I think we've, yeah. we've conceded in most of those preseason or in all the preseason yeah. games, haven't we? Mm. So yeah. yeah, um, no, actually, I might go for a clean sheet. I'll go two nil. I was going to go three. Just I was going to say three nil. I think we will start right. well. I think we will start firm. And you, you always know as that opening day surprise. Uh, and fam- the Kula famous last words, I don't expect it to be Tottenham. I do expect us to get the job done, even though we struggled at home last season. Um, I have to ask you guys, go on, Bridgie, want to come in there? I was, so two for Trey Adams, one for Ward Prowse, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, like, don't well, get that, the free kick going around the box. <laughs> that is, of course, the one thing that we can't do, is give away stupid set pieces yeah, around our absolutely. box. Yeah, God's yeah. sake, oh, don't do that. No. no, no, no. And just generally to close it, guys, I mean, season expectations, I have to ask that question, Mike. Um, maybe with a fan hat on, what, what what do you hope for this season? I, I, I've never looked forward to a season so much since I was a child. I I just think we've got the best manager we've had in a long, long, long time. I know how much Poch did for the club, but I'm going to be honest with you. I think he's just, Conte's just even another level. He's just amazing. That turnaround from last season spared the ridicule of any any North London banter. You know, he's... Phenomenal. We, we're lucky. We're lucky to have him, but he's lucky to have us as well. You know, you look at our stadium. It was great yeah, to be yeah. back in the training ground today. We're we're a monster club as well. So uh, it's a good fit. So I'm looking forward to the season. It's time to win a trophy now. It really is time. I think with the World Cup coming up, and I look at Liverpool. I look at they've got great. I still think they they're a little bit short going forward. Yeah. City, you know, obviously sold Jesus. Give me a Carabao Cup. I don't care what what domestic cup it is. In, yeah, we up. need we do yeah. need to win something. You yeah. feel as a club, we have to get yeah. something out of the line. And, and yeah. this could be because of, look, these cups. Everyone can mock you, but these cups mm. cups aren't easy to win. When Pep plays De Bruyne in the League Cup third round, it, like, like, he loves them too. You know, so mm. they're not as easy. People, oh, you win a trophy? Yes, that easy. You know, just yeah. just go and win one. You know, because. West Ham haven't won one for about 40 years, have they? Newcastle have mm. not won really any, you know, it's, it's as if no, like, Spurs, should, Spurs should be winning things every year, you know. Exactly. I know. When did, you know, how many have Man United won in the last well, 10 yeah, years? You know, you've got Guardiola and Klopp respecting our domestic competitions now, so it's not like a click of the finger, let's go and win something. Yes, we've 
made mistakes in semis and finals. But let's, you know. Anyway, sorry, digress. I'll take fourth and a cup. Wonderful season. It'd be my dream. Yeah, I mean, I'm in the same boat. I want us to keep cementing Champions League. Listen, it'd be lovely for a title push, but I think we have to win that trophy. We have to get that monkey of our back. Jace, where are you in terms of what the expectations are for the season? North of 80 points. I think we should get yeah. north of 80 points. And, and you know, if that happens to be fourth, third, mm. second, first, whatever, you know, I think if you get north of 80 points, you've improved improved 10 or 12 points on last year. I think you'd, you'd take that in the league. And, and yeah. like Bridget says, I think you... It's time to end that trophy doubt and and stop all the sniping and all the abuse of, of Kane online. I mean, you know, to see he's one of the most abused players. Yeah, that is a real... Things yeah, like yeah. that. And you think, Jesus, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it, it's constantly, oh, England women have won the world or the Euros. It's more than Kane's won. And the disrespect that he gets shown because we don't win that trophy. But, yeah. um, you know, I think it's... And, you know, if you look at all the trophies won since... 2000s, look how many are Manchester City, Chelsea, Manchester City and last year's finals, two domestic cup finals, the Chelsea, yeah. Liverpool, Chelsea and Liverpool and Man yeah. City win the league and Liverpool in the Champions League final. So, you know, that those clubs hoover them up and, you know, lots of Arsenal fans will be yapping, but they haven't won the league for 18 years. Yeah, yeah they, won a, they won those cups, but it's, it's what, three years since they've won one and they're, they're full of it. So it just shows it's not that easy to do. And I, I think with a trophy, we will have to beat Chelsea. We have to get that mental block and it will be Chelsea in a semi or Chelsea in a final that we have to get past that hurdle. Yeah. yeah. No, I totally agree. Bridgie, finally, uh, where can people find the wonderful work you do on Spurs, on the Premier League? In Orlando, with America, with the, with the <laughs> Arsenal. That's where they can find him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll be back on uh, 9am tomorrow uh, on transfers. And uh, yeah, and... Uh, I'm at the game Saturday as a fan, so if you see me, come say hello. And don't mention him down the road. <laughs> don't mention me to Darmesh in the morning either. He's not my mate. <laughs> the, job, the, the job's me. Job, the amount of people have DM me are like, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing out there for? My job! And he's bloody good at it as well. And he's bloody good at it. Right, oh, cheers, listen. Mate. <laughs> from the wonderful Jason McGovern, from the wonderful Michael Bridge. Guys, we're back with you on Saturday evening for post-match analysis for Tottenham Hotspurs opening Premier League game against Southampton. From Jace, from Bridgie, from myself. Guys, please keep safe, keep well, and as always, come on you Spurs. Cheers, boys. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.